Friends, uh, you join me for my first ever live stream uh, in the wake of the news that Sam Altman has been fired from OpenAI. It is the biggest story in the world right now. Um, it seems like he's been sacked in kind of mysterious circumstances, although some of the details are now coming to light. So I just wanted to do this stream to talk through what we know now. Uh, what happened, what the timings were, and what it potentially means for the world of AI. So there's a lot of information floating around there. There's uh, lots of rumors circulating, some of which are being reported by actual journalists. Others are people giving their takes. So I wanted to do a bit of a rundown and just talk through some of the most salient details uh, to try to understand exactly what's happening and what the future might hold. So first of all, what do we know? So Sam Altman was fired yesterday by the board at OpenAI. He knew about this only 30 minutes before it happened. Uh, then Greg Brockman, uh, co-founder, was demoted. Um, and then he decided to quit himself, presumably in solidarity with Sam. He only knew about it five minutes before it happened. Uh, now... Mira Murati is taking over, who is the CTO. You may have seen her on the front cover of Wired. She's quite a high-profile um, person at OpenAI, uh, along with Sam, with Greg. And there's one other person who seems to be sitting right at the center of this whole debacle, and that is Ilya Sutskeva. So Ilya is a, uh, by, by many accounts, a genius. Um, he was recruited to OpenAI by Elon Musk. Uh, he worked with Jeffrey Hinton designing a system called AlexNet, which is thought by many people to be a real precursor to much of the um, AI uh, explosion that we've that we've seen. Um, very much thought to be a, a crucial member of the OpenAI team by pretty much everyone, as far as I understand it. Um, but now appears to have had some kind of very serious falling out with Sam and Greg which has led to this situation happening. So the other thing to take into account here is that um, Microsoft apparently knew nothing about this. So uh, Microsoft obviously have, um, have invested a great deal of money into uh, OpenAI, presumably on the basis that they believed in Sam Altman and they believed in the mission and they clearly were taking advantage of much of the technology for their own systems. But that may all be over now. So what appears to have happened is that um, Ilya Sutskeva uh, was, as far as we can tell, uh, un uncertain about the pace of change happening at OpenAI. So Sam clearly was in favor of accelerating, continuing to accelerate, and this idea of continuously deploying their systems to the world so that the world can get used to and start to understand the nature of the technology. Well, that now um, seems to be under threat because Sutskeva seems to have had um, some reservations about this speed. He perhaps believes that the technology is moving too fast and that you know, there is this Duma perspective that it has the potential to 
take over and perhaps destroy the world, uh, which is no exaggeration. So there really seems to have been a lining up of the uh, accelerator faction uh, with, with Sam and with Greg and with the D-cell faction led by Elicit Skaver. So I'm going to try and share my screen uh, if I can. Um, and I'm going to talk through some of the tweets that came out. It all appears to, all of this, by the way, appears to have been taking place on uh, X. All of the conversation is on X and all of the meetings seem to have been happening on Google Meet, uh, which seems strange given that they've had a massive injection of funds from Microsoft. One might have thought that they would conduct these meetings on Teams. Alas, that was not the case. And I suspect that if any of you have ever used Teams, you'll know why, because it is not as good. Uh, So let's share my screen and I'm going to talk a bit about Sam. So let's get a screen share going. So here you can see Sam Altman. Um, He first of all said he loved his time at OpenAI. It was transformative personally and hopefully the world a little bit. Most of all loved working with such talented people. I will have more to say about what happened later. He's then retweeted Greg, which I'll talk about in a moment. Here he said, I love you all. Now, some people on X have pointed out that the uh, initials of I love you all are I-L-Y-E. A, Elia. Uh, so this may be intentional. Who knows? Um, it may just be coincidence. This was today was a weird experience in many ways, but one unexpected one is that it has been sort of like reading your own eulogy while you're still alive. The outpouring of love is awesome. Um, and then he's also said, if I start going off, the OpenAI board should come after me for the full value of my shares. That is, of course, because he famously doesn't own any shares in OpenAI. He says that he just does it because he loves it. So. That's what Sam said. He hasn't said anything else so far, but one would expect that him and Greg will presumably be setting up something else quite soon, a competitor to OpenAI. And if they're the ones that want to move quickly and OpenAI are the ones that want to move more slowly, then perhaps you might find that they are able to overtake them quite quickly, particularly given that Sitzgeva was uh, is, is, is now in charge of alignment. Uh, He was given this job a while ago, which is the idea that we need to align the AI's goals with humanity to make the AI love humanity so that it doesn't kill us all, which presumably involves spending a lot of time slowing things down, understanding what's going on. One of the quirks of this technology, of course, is that we don't really understand how it comes to the conclusions that it does. Um, So taking time to figure out what's really going on under the hood is quite an important part of this. So if we move on now to Greg, uh, I'm going to share this tab instead. So this is Greg Brockman, as you can see, still says president and co-founder of OpenAI. That is no longer the case. Um, So he has said here, Sam and I saddened and shocked and saddened by what the board did today. Let us first say thank you to all the incredible people, yada, yada, yada. We too are still trying to figure out exactly what happened. Here's what we know. So this is the rundown of timings that we uh, that we know from him. So last night, Sam got a text from Ilya. So Ilya at the center of it, as you can see, asking to talk at noon Friday. Sam joined a Google Meet uh, with the whole board except Greg. Bit weird that he's saying this himself, but whatever. Ilya told Sam that he was being fired and that the news was going out very soon. 
Then at 12.19, Greg got a text from Ilya asking for a quick call. Ilya sent a Google Meet link. Again, Google, <laughs> lol. Uh, Greg was told that he's being removed from the board, but was vital to the company and would retain his role. So clearly that's uh, going to have been somewhat offensive, I would think. Um, you know, being demoted, but then told, well, you know, you can still stick around, despite the fact that your mate is now going. It's kind of no surprise that he took the action that he did, in my view. Um as far as we know, the management team was made aware of this shortly after, and then Mira, who found out the night prior. So Mira, Mira Murati, this is the previous CTO, now the CEO, knew about this for a whole night and didn't contact Altman or Greg Brockman, which seems kind of shady. I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's a lot under the hood here that none of us know about, but, you know, is she... And Ilya been plotting this. I, I mean, you would imagine that if you're working that closely with someone, the CTO and the CEO, you're going to be working incredibly closely. They're going to be talking all the time. If she knew something was up and there was a good relationship there, you've got to assume that she would have let him know. The fact that she didn't means that perhaps there might have been some kind of uh, premeditation here. Who knows? Of course, I'm just speculating, but it seems odd to me. Um, you know, if one of my close colleagues was going to be fired soon, I reckon I'd want to give them a bit of a heads up. Uh, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm naive. Um, so he goes on to say that the sport, the outpouring of sports is really nice. Thank you. Don't spend time any being any time being concerned. We'll be fine. Great things coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. So um, this is clearly a nod to the fact that he's going to come back i suspect and the other thing to keep in mind here is that open ai had a big jump on everybody else with this technology um, they got there first but they are not the only ones who've got it now people seem to be spinning up large language models left and right elon musk was able to do it with grok in you know a matter of weeks months i mean i'm not sure exactly how long it took but it, it really wasn't that long so it's actually not that difficult to spin one up now you can you can create a large language model you know not easily but if you've got a bunch of smart people the techniques are known so there is going to be a really a really serious race you know grok has now entered it there are there's you know um anthropic there is um you know mid journey on the on the image side obviously competing with dali so i think sam altman understood that and you could see from developer day that they were really pushing to commercialize this. You know, the the GPTs, um, it was it was really uh, laying the foundations for an AI economy, an AI platform that would live at OpenAI and where they would be able to, as a middleman, generate a huge amount of profit. It seems like the the uh, consternation uh, on the Sitzgeber side perhaps has come from this. Um, this this conflict between profit motive and um, their mission, the fact that they were set up uh, not to make profit, but to ensure that artificial general intelligence benefits humanity. Now, he may feel that those two things may compete with one another, and really they should be focusing on the non-profit side, the fact that they are there to create benefit for humanity. Altman 
saw the world as it was, I would I would say, saw that there was going to be a huge amount of competition, saw that Grok was coming. And, you know, as Peter Thiel once said, never bet against Elon Musk um, and realized that, yes, they had first mover advantage. But if they were going to own the space and they were going to really make this 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 company um, fulfill its vast potential, they would need to continue accelerating. Now, Developer Day appears to have been um, a, uh, a a real point of, of, of difference and a point of argumentation uh, because of the fact that it was so geared towards um, towards commercialization, towards building this developer ecosystem, and towards commercializing the technology. Uh, and so that seems to be at the root of this, although perhaps not the only issue, because the other thing that we haven't spoken about yet is GPT-5. So Sam Altman said quite recently that I have uh, just recently seen uh, our technology push the frontier of human learning again. That that's I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember his exact words, but he said in an interview that he had recently seen some more mind-blowing technology. Now that is widely assumed to be GPT-5. And so there is this, this thinking that perhaps they may indeed have created AGI internally. They may have an artificial intelligence that is as good as humans. Now, in many ways, GPT-4 is superior to humans, but they're still in narrow senses. They still don't have agency in the world. They don't have a huge amount of memory. They, they'll forget things. You can't really interact with them in the same way that you act with uh, interact with a human. And they still don't have agency in the world. They will send you messages back to questions that you ask. But if you say, okay, chat GPT, go and build me a business that does this, execute this plan, uh, build a marketing plan, go and do it, go and set up accounts here, 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 and here. It still can't do that because it doesn't have agency. It just, it, it will give you an idea on how you can go and do it, but it can't go and do it itself. Now there is multiple theories that perhaps they may be getting closer and closer to that. And so Scaver has seen that actually this could be a potentially disastrous outcome because you then get into the kind of world where the AI may be able to improve itself. The AI may be able to build the next better AI. And then you have this recursive loop that Nick Bostrom spoke about in his book, Superintelligence, where the AI goes exponential. The Foom scenario, um, as uh, uh, Yudkowsky has has spoken about and as Liron Shapiro, previous guest on this show, has spoken about, um, which could potentially spell doom for humanity. That's the theory. That's the the doomer thesis is that if you have this uh, agent that can map goals to actions, it can then, if, if it's got a goal in mind and it can build intermediary goals for itself and action them, then those intermediary goals may be unpredictable. Because as I mentioned previously, you don't always know what's going on under the hood. And so you may say, uh, you know, can you complete task C, but in order to complete task C, it has to complete task A and task B in, as, as intermediary goals on its way to completing them. And you don't always know what B and C, uh, what A and B are going to be. Uh, A and B are going to be, that sounds weird, but that is the the worry anyway. So if GPT-5 has achieved this level of agency where it can act in the world rather than just in response to messages, then 
there's a chance that uh, the, the the P doom, as they call it, the probability of doom ratchets up a few more notches. Clearly, Altman doesn't believe that. If you've listened to any interviews with him, when he talks with, he, he's done interviews with Joe Rogan um, and with uh, Lex Friedman, he really believes that, yes, there will be some job displacement, but actually the, the good is going to far outweigh the bad and will create many more jobs and we will, you know, push ourselves towards a technological utopia. Another interesting person to look at is Mark Andreessen. I'm sure many of you will have done and his techno-optimist manifesto where he very much believes that this is just a tool but that intelligence as a thing growing in the world will catapult us into a you know utopian vision of the future who knows what the what the what the future holds i'm actually tending more towards the techno optimist uh, viewpoint myself but i accept that i don't know someone who very much is not in that camp is a man called jeffrey hinton uh, many of you will know him as well. He worked with um, Ilya Sitskeva. He left Google and he raised the alarm uh, publicly about the threat of AI. So there's also a chance that uh, Hinton and Sitskeva have been talking and they and he may have influenced him. In any case, this clearly, if that, if indeed this conversation about acceleration versus um, alignment is at the heart of this sacking, then it really is no exaggeration to say that the most important debate of our generation, potentially of all time, has just exploded at the most exciting and pioneering company in the field. And so really, as I say, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that this is a turning point in history. And it will be super interesting to see what happens at OpenAI. This, the, the, the path forward of OpenAI is what will eventually answer these questions. Because if OpenAI continues to accelerate at the, at the pace that they have been doing, if they release GPT-5, if they continue pushing commercialization of the GPT builders and their uh, their, their network, you know, there are now, I think, 2 million, uh, maybe more. I mean, uh, there's probably many, many more millions of developers that are building on the um, GPT-4 API, that's application programming interface. It's the way that you talk to the large language model if you're building something else. So if you're building an app which has a, a user interface of its own and you want to use the large language model technology, you can use the API to send messages back to the large language model, and then it will send responses back to you. I'm building one uh, myself in my, in, my, in my day job, and many, many, many people are around the world. And so this ecosystem has the potential to be the platform that powers the AI age. This could, could also have been said of um, the, the social media APIs, um, you know, maybe a decade or more ago, maybe two decades ago now, how old am I? But the it wasn't just the Facebook uh, user interface that revolutionized the, the social web. It wasn't just the Twitter user interface. It was also the APIs because what they allowed you to do was plug in analytics to the the mainframe uh, you know it's not a mainframe but you, you could you could get the the fire hose of data from twitter you could do analytics on it and you could understand what's going on on the social 
web. And that meant that you had a great deal of power over understanding the global conversation. So APIs are critical. And I think that the OpenAI GPT-4 API is going to blow the importance of the social media uh, you know, ecosystems out of the water because everybody has access to this incredible intelligence. So the case for um, accelerationism is that we could be going into this bold, brave, incredible new world that is just an explosion of brilliant stuff. And, you know, if if you start looking at the medical science side, it's even more exciting because you think, well, you know, if AI in the future has the potential to cure cancer, to solve all of these different um, diseases and, and illnesses, then there's almost a moral obligation to go as fast as you possibly can because you could be saving millions of lives. That moral obligation is obviously only there if you believe that it's unlikely that AI will destroy all of humanity. Clearly, that's the conversation that is the crucial one here. So I'll now have a look at some other uh, content that's been that's been kicking off. So the next piece of news to share is that the developers have now started leaving. So there's an article on the information which says that three senior researchers at OpenAI have resigned um, as the developers suffered fallout from the firing of CEO Sam Altman. So and the sudden resignation of President Greg Brockman. So you're now going to have this schism at the heart of OpenAI, which is that uh, the developers that have been brought in on incredible salaries, um, who presumably probably believed in Sam Altman and Greg and the mission, have now got a decision to make. Do they want to stick around and do they want to work with Elia and Mira? Or are they going to go and just go with Sam and Greg wherever they go next, who knows. But uh, that is everything I've got for you for now. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, and I will do another one of these soon. If uh, if you guys enjoyed it, let me know. But at the moment, I think it's, it's an insane story. We don't know everything yet. We uh, are going to just have to see what Sam Altman says next. Um, and we're going to have to see the crucial thing, I think, for me, is the direction that OpenAI goes. If they speed up, then the accelerationists versus decels conversation is irrelevant. Uh, it's not the case. And of course, there are other things that, uh, that, that that it could be. It could just be interpersonal fallings out. The board actually said that they thought Sam had not been candid with them about everything. So there are some theories that perhaps uh, it wasn't making as much money as they wanted. But I think that's unlikely because they've essentially got a blank check from any VC around the world because they're doing such incredible things. So it's pretty unlikely that they're going to be too worried about cash flow right now as they're building the next wave of this technology. I suspect it's more likely that it's an interpersonal thing or that it is a um, an existential debate about the future of our species. And I guess when you think about it in that sense, it really is kind of crazy. And it demonstrates the power of this technology that a group of essentially four people um, are the only relevant factors in a conversation about the future of our entire planet and species. 
This is unprecedented in the history of humanity. Um, it's never happened before because it couldn't happen before because we didn't have the technological power, which we now do. So if a new technology, let's say, was built in, you know, if we take the Industrial Revolution, uh, which started in England, for example, you know, we look at um, the, 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 the power of these, these factories that were built and everything. Yes, eventually there was a global impact on different countries, but the British didn't have the capacity to destroy the whole of humanity. They also didn't have the capacity to dramatically increase global GDP by, you know, factors of 10 or 100, you know, within a few years. These things played out over hundreds of years. Whereas now there are literally four people who are um, responsible for the fate of our species. So it's a pretty crazy situation that we find ourselves in as a as a species um, i'm just looking at the stream and it looks like my screen share uh doesn't want to stop i don't know whether you're seeing that as well i have stopped sharing screen on the on the streaming software but i can see that there is still a, a screen share transmitting i will look into that technical issue um a little bit later but yeah that's it from me um i would love to hear what you think in the comments i will be checking out all of the comments and do let me know if you enjoyed the live stream i've never done one before um i'm finding it uh in interesting not being able to edit usually i you make copious use of the editing function when i'm uploading videos this time i'm just talking off the top of my head so i'm sure there's plenty of stuff that i've forgotten but anyway i would love to hear from you all Please do let me know whether you enjoyed the stream and please do let me know what you think. Do you think that the uh, Elias Sutskeva, Sam Altman schism is at the heart of this? Or do you think it's more of a mundane commercial reason? Or have you read any other news that I've missed? I would love to hear all about it. Let me know below. Until next time, I will see you soon. I will also keep a close eye on the news, of course, and update my page uh, if there is any other exciting developments. But for now, thanks very much for joining me. I'll see you next time.